Hey everybody, you're Luke McElroy from Best Performance Consulting. Welcome back to another episode of the Physiology Secrets Podcast. Today I'm just going to do a bit of a, a quick introduction into using nitric oxide as an ergogenic aid. Uh, it, it's, been, it's, a, it's a fairly well-renowned ergogenic aid in, in improving performance, a little bit, not a lot, but a, a little bit, and it's sort of come up, at least I've, I've noticed a lot more products as of late, the last six months or so, um, boasting the, the improvements of using nitric oxide as a supplement. So I just wanted to sort of jump into a, a quick overview of the topic, um, and, and in a future podcast, we'll go into a little bit more detail about the, the dosage limits and all that sort of stuff. But essentially, what nitric oxide does, it's it, it's um, it's naturally occurring like in, in beetroot and, and, and those sort of things. So beetroot juice is a, is a, a good a form of nitric oxide, uh, and there's a couple other supplements out there that, that do it as well. And basically, what it does is it, it it's a vasodilator, so it increases uh, or dilates your your blood vessels. So what that's going to do is if it if it dilates your blood vessels, you can theoretically you you can get more blood in that vessel therefore you can increase the blood flow around the body and if you're increasing the blood flow around the body you're going to be increasing your oxygen circulation uh, and your your nutrient circulation and that sort of thing so that that's the the not the theory that, that's what it does do it's a vasodilator so in theory you can get more blood through your blood vessels now when it comes to does this actually correlate to a to performance enhancement the research is is fairly fairly varied um, a lot of research shows that it, it's, it does have a small improvement for untrained individuals, but no change in highly trained individuals and elite individuals. And some other research will show things like a, a very small increase, whether that be 0.3% to about 1.3% uh, improvement. And generally, it's at high intensity exercise. So uh, one one research paper I just looked at before was in 500 meter rowing events. So that takes, depending on who you are, probably about a minute 30 to about a minute 45. So going as hard as you can for that time. And then another one I looked at was in five kilometer running time trial performance. But admittedly that was people that are running at around five minute Ks for their time trial. So you know, moderately trained, but definitely not on the highly trained side as well. So uh, there's, I guess there's a lot of variables when you're looking at percentage changes of the you know, 0.31%. There are a lot of variables over a short distance that, that, that could contribute to the performance enhancement. It could just be a motivational factor. It could be, a, it could be the, um, um, it could be the your physiological readiness, whether that be your lactate levels, whether that be uh, the sleep you've had the night before. So when we're talking very, very small percentages, there's lots of, I guess, external variables that that can play a part, and and one of the research topics that I, I had a look at it was a meta analysis. So they got they got um, seventeen studies, and the, the p value, which is basically how how uh, it needs to be under zero point zero five, so within five percent variance, and it was a slightly above that. So it just goes to show that when you are talking really small percentage changes in performance, uh, it can be it can be hard to to correlate one element, so nitric oxide supplementation, with the with performance enhancement. So um, I, I guess in summary of that, that, there is some research that shows no benefit and some that shows a very small benefit of nitric oxide supplementation. So, uh, and the reason for that is if you think about it, so yes, you can, you can dilate your blood vessels, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to improve your oxygen uptake. So if you talk about VO2 max, for example, it's the maximum volume of oxygen you can take in transport and utilize in a minute. Having your blood vessels expand, that's not going to affect 
taking in the oxygen. It's not going to affect your lungs. All right? So you're still going to diffuse the same oxygen to the bloodstream. If you can circulate more blood, which it sounds like you might be able to a little bit, then hey, yeah, that's going to be beneficial to performance. But it doesn't mean that your muscles, when we get to the muscular level, it doesn't mean they can extract and utilize more oxygen. So it's only one component of that VO2 max. It might help with the circulation, but it doesn't help with the take-in or the uptake at the muscular level um, of that oxygen. And, and even if you think about it, you could, I'd be interested to see some studies on on the, um, the lactate concentration of somebody who's doing a maximal repeat efforts with and without nitric oxide. And the reason for that is, yes, so maybe we can get more oxygen, like slightly get a little bit more oxygen around the body, but it's going to lower your blood pressure just a little bit. So if you, if you expand your blood vessels, then your blood pressure is lower because if you think the blood's leaving your heart and it's going through a pipe, think of, think of your blood vessels as a pipe. Uh, you have the same blood going through a thin pipe and then you have the same blood going through a slightly bigger pipe. There's going to be less pressure in that bigger pipe because there's more space. So if you increase your, um, your, your dilation of your blood vessels, your blood pressure lowers. And that might not be a bad thing, but if you think about when we're trying to return blood to the heart. So once we get through the, through the arteries, we get to the muscles, we use the oxygen. Now we need to return that, that blood, which now has a lot of carbon dioxide and, and lactic acid and that sort of stuff in it. Return that back to the heart. Well, the veins have really low blood pressure. You cut an artery, it's really high blood pressure, and then we cut the veins, it's relatively low. It's not, it's not good to do, but it's, it's not life-threatening. So it, if you've got lower blood pressure at the veins, it's going to be harder to get that, that blood back to the heart in the first place. So I'd be interested to see on the effect of nitric, acid, nitric oxide sorry, on, on venous return, on returning the blood from the legs to the veins, to, to the heart, particularly when you're looking at things like um, if you're doing like repeat sprints and you're having a rest in between and you've got gravity not helping you, you know, you're standing up, just standing still or walking around and you've got all the blood in your legs, gravity's not helping you push it back up, it's staying down the legs. So having that lower blood pressure, in my mind, should inhibit the ability to, to get that venous return, to get the blood and the lactic acid and everything back to the heart, which is where you would then breathe out um, some of the acid and, and, and turn some of that lactate Back into um, back into glucose. So I guess where I'm going with this, I'm going to do a bit more research into it as well. But 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 the 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 overarching um, understanding of nitric oxide as an ergogenic aid is that it, it for most circumstances it has is no, no change or a very small change. But the underlying reason for that is still unknown. Although we know that it's a, a vasodilator and it will dilate your blood vessels, which in theory should increase your blood and oxygen and, and nutri uh, uh, nutrition flow, um, there are lots of other things that play a part in whether that improves performance or not. And just because you can get more blood around doesn't mean you can take in more, doesn't mean you can utilize more. So the underlying mechanism for, for why it improves performance a little bit is still unknown. Um, and I guess that's the good thing about all the exciting thing about sports science is that, you know, we are still developing and, and researching uh, new ergogenic aids and how they work for performance and, and figuring out the exact dosages that you should be doing to get that benefit. Um, and there's, there's still plenty more research which needs to be done. So in summary of today, nitric oxide is something that you could potentially play around with if you like. Uh, we are talking very minuscule changes, sort of 1% or less, but that is still significant sometimes. Um, in terms of dosages, I'll do that in a future podcast. Anecdotally, have a, have a crack at it. You're not going to hurt yourself by having a go, but uh, be aware that when you are talking 1% changes, there are so many external variables, whether that be motivation, whether that be 
um, sleep, whether that be nutrition leading up to it, whether that be resting lactate levels, so on and so forth, that, that could account for that change. So um, not going to hurt yourself by having a crack. Uh, you might not benefit, but I guess I'll put the ball in your court. Have a play around. Let us know in the comments if, if you have used anything which has nitric oxide in it and whether you found any benefit. And um, I'll do some more research now and, and come back in a future podcast to talk further. All right, bye for now.